0: on local now channel 525
1: is mostly focused on key senate races at a friday evening rally the president
2: acknowledged that republicans could lose control of the house but he's feeling confident about the gop keeping the senate and he's hoping to add to the majority his flurry of political rallies have been held in states where he's voicing support for gop senate candidates some of whom are in tight races in the final days of the campaign, stops include Montana, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Indiana, and Missouri. Greg Clugston with the president in Belgrade, Montana.
1: A western Wisconsin community is grieving the deaths of three Girl Scouts and an adult who were struck by a pickup truck while collecting trash along a rural highway. The victims were struck Saturday morning along a road in Lake Halley, which is next to Chippewa Falls. This is SRN News.
3: Michael Medved explains how important it is to get out and vote. Lowering the temperature of political discourse. Have you seen evidence of
4: that? Well, I think when we win, you will see evidence of that. Uh-huh. When, when we win, we're going to tone down the political discourse. Please, before you vote, think whether you really, really want to install this lady as Speaker of the House of Representatives. The
3: Michael Medved Show. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot intelligent radio lots to talk about a big week coming up one more hour left here with the closer brad carlson do not go anywhere and don't forget every saturday morning over on business 1440 it's the best show for economics of course that's the king Banyan show that's saturday mornings at 9 a.m on business 1440 and catch the headliner Mitch Berg every saturday at 1 p.m right here on the patriot Along with Brad Carlson, they are the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad continues next. A gloomy day out there
2: just shy of 40. More rain for Monday.
4: Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We
3: have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from
2: the AM-1280, the Patriot Studios in Egan. here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. Welcome back, AM-1280, Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And if you haven't already, go to our Facebook page. Just look up Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like, and you'll see uh, everything that's been going on with the Narn, past and present and future. Of course, big election night broadcast coming up this Tuesday. From GOP Victory Headquarters, hoping to put the emphasis on victory in GOP <laughs> Victory Party. And uh, one of the candidates that we are hoping will make that happen and one that uh, we're uh, hoping can break this 12-year statewide losing streak for Republicans is Pam Myra. Pam is a former Minnesota state legislature and former candidate for Lieutenant Governor, and now currently a statewide candidate in her own right, running yes. for Minnesota State Auditor, uh, opposed by, uh, well, if the, her opponent wants to come on and tout her own candidacy. We're not <laughs> going to give her free publicity. Uh, Pam Myra, welcome to the broadcast. Good Brad, to see thank
5: you. thank you so much. Appreciate
2: being on. Oh, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, it is... Uh, less than 48 hours until the polls wow. open here in uh, Minnesota I know a lot of uh, folks in our listening audience may have voted early but I'm a traditionalist yes. Pam Myra I like to vote on election day so you
5: know. Yeah, Yeah, yeah yeah and of course
2: you get the uh, get the photo ops too come, emerging from that's the that's happening you yes. get a lot of Weisenheimers ask who you vote for yeah. so uh, <laughs> but how goes the campaign thus far Pam Myra it's
5: going wonderfully and I think what's really helping that is my credentials. I'm a certified public accountant with an active license, a former audit manager at KPMG. It's a multinational public accounting firm, one of the largest in the world. And also, I'm a former legislator serving in the legislature from 2011 through the beginning of 2015. I chief authored two bills on government transparency that were unanimously passed in the House, eventually signed into law by Governor Dayton. And with those credentials, uh, it's been going really well.
2: Now, obviously, people, they understand... Uh, You know, they're obviously focused on the governor's race. Not to say that's not an important race. Of course it is. It's very important. Governor's race. Uh, The attorney general race, for better or for worse, getting a lot of publicity this uh, this particular year. But obviously when you go out there and folks talk about, uh, you know, the other statewide races, uh, whether it be Secretary of State or in your case, Auditor, people may not be as familiar uh, with those particular positions as far as their function. So maybe kind of give us a 10,000 foot hap- view, Pam Myra.
5: Would be happy to. As your state auditor, I would oversee the office and set the tone for effective and independent financial audits and performance reviews. And the whole objective of it is to give taxpayers accountability and transparency in how their tax dollars are used. And while I served in the legislature, I already mentioned that I chief authored those two bills on government transparency. Mm -hmm. Those two bills, uh, the first one uh, just grew out of a situation that happened in my school district where a quarter of a million dollars was given to an employee to walk away from their job. Taxpayers and parents were outraged because they weren't able to have the transparency to know why that money was paid out. And so that that went through. I saw through that experience that people across Minnesota want to know that their tax dollars are being used effectively and as they are intended. And that's what this whole office is all about.
2: Now, obviously, this is a race you decided to uh, jump into uh last year early this year some uh, time early frame this year. yeah mm-hmm. so uh certainly uh had to uh, uh the way campaigns go it seems like uh, a new uh, administration is sworn in and people decide a couple weeks later uh, it's a long cycle but you nevertheless you've squeezed a lot into uh, this uh, 10 months Pam Myra.
5: thank you yes <laughs> you know i i this isn't because of a long term plan that I've always wanted to serve in this capacity. Actually, uh, back in 2010, actually it was 2009, I talked to my dear father and said, Dad, I'm thinking about getting into politics. What do you think? And his advice to me was, Pam, run for an office where you can make a difference. Mm. Run for an office where you really care about the issues. And then he paused and he said, don't run for state auditor. And I have told that story to a couple of, wow, n- number okay. of, number of people and they said, well, <laughs> why didn't your dad want you to run? Actually, I never asked him why he didn't want me to run for state auditor. I followed his advice, a- advice, and I went into the legislature and won in a really blue, uh, district and ran and served, uh, for four years. In the meantime, I have been asked numerous times to run for this office because of those credentials sure. that I shared earlier. But it wasn't until last year when I was asked by somebody I greatly respect that I thought, you know what, I'm going to take a look at this. I'm going to give it a second look. And I sat down with Minnesota statute and read what it had to say about the state auditor's office is about 25 pages, quite honestly. And I started to shake and it wasn't because it was a cold fall (laughs) day. It wasn't, uh, because I was a potential candidate. Mm -hmm. It was because I was a taxpayer. Sure. I quite honestly was appalled that how outdated it is. There is, um, a significant lack of what I call not only I, but other certified public accountants call a lack of independence. And there's other issues in there. And so, uh Late last year, I made the commitment to run for this office and I am so looking forward to working with the legislature, working with the governor to improve accountability, transparency, that oversight of our tax dollars for the benefit of taxpayers. And I didn't decide to run, you know, it's fast. I, I really thought through it and realized that I could be the catalyst to help have that oversight, improve the oversight for taxpayers.
2: Once again, we are joined by Pam Myra. she the Republican candidate for Minnesota State Auditor. If you have a uh, question, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Uh, Pam, you alluded to the fact that obviously you ran a couple of campaigns uh, running yes. for Minnesota State House, but uh, you're not exactly a novice when it comes to statewide uh, campaigns running as a lieutenant governor candidate back in uh, let me see if I get my year straight. Twenty fourteen. That is correct. So, did you do you see that as a when you were jumping into a statewide race? Did you maybe draw off any experience, any knowledge that you may have gained from a previous statewide race, Pam Myra?
5: Absolutely. Hmm? You know everything that we go through in life teaches us for tomorrow right sure. you know serving at, uh, as a homeschooling mom, uh, being in the legislature, serving on the tax committee, carrying those unanimous bills on government transparency, uh, running in, in other capacities currently I'm the president of the Minnesota Federation of Republican women the things that I learned through there, the networking, all these things help and so it, it has been a great process. It has actually been awesome, just awesome. Running for this, uh, position. Uh, the people out there are so friendly. Um, you know, I talk to people, even Democrats, and, you know, say, I'm running for state auditor. And I had this one particular guy say, Well, you know, I'm a strong Democrat. And I said, You know, you want to vote for me anyway. Right. right. <laughs> I talked to him for no more than 30 seconds and he agreed to vote for me. People really want real people. To serve as their leaders, ones that are have the professional training and can really have that um, watchful eye for them. CPA, that P in the middle mm-hmm. stands doesn't stand for politics, partisanship, or party. Wire. It stands for public. Aha, uh-huh, I knew um, that one. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but I, I have to remind people, sure, you know, sure. uh, it stands for public whom I have pledged to serve.
2: Uh, are we. Do a fair amount of chiding of the Minneapolis Star Tribune on this program, but I like to say, uh, you know, even a blind squirrel finds an acorn once in a while. <laughs> they endorsed Pam Myra for Minnesota yes, State Auditor. Did. That is an honor, Pam Myra. Yes, yeah.
5: it, 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 wonderful. And what they said is, uh, they looked at my credentials, and so that was that was the winning. Uh, Item is that I am a certified public accountant. I have an active license. I also have the continuing professional education required by government auditing standards put out by the uh, Government Accountability uh, Office. And so, um, yes, I, I understand this stuff. You know, I know the terms. I know what's required. And not only will I be advocating for taxpayers, including myself taxpayers. But I will also be advocating for the office. I want to strengthen the office. And I think I will be a good advocate, a great advocate for the CPAs that are in that office to speak up for them and what they need to get their job done.
2: No, it hasn't been quite as long a drought uh, for Republicans serving in statewide offices. I think Attorney General, I think, was uh, 1966 the last time very long one time. was elected in Minnesota. But uh, our friend Pat Anderson, who's running for Minnesota State House herself, she was elected in 2002 mm-hmm. the last time a Republican won this uh, office. So it's 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 certainly within your grasp, Pam Meyer. Mm-hmm. You got to feel pretty good. Uh, uh, less than two days till election day.
5: I am feeling good. It has been very positive, and you know what? I just feel so much at peace. You know, I have done all that I think I can. There's nothing that I can chide myself on. Oh, I should have done this or that. Sure. And we've worked really hard all the way. There's no coasting here. And uh, so I'm looking forward to Election Day because it has been grueling. Uh, the last couple days, I put in a 1,000 miles going across the state in my wow. car, yes. And so its it it's been awesome, though. The, the reception has been warm. People have been so encouraging. And it's just been really fun on Facebook over and over. Over and over again, people putting there that they're voting for me, and they're getting their Democrat friends to vote for me. Or I like it. Yeah, it's been, it's been really good.
2: Once again, we've been joined by a Republican candidate for Minnesota State Auditor, uh, Pam Myra. Pam, we only have a couple of minutes remaining. Uh, like I said, less than forty-eight hours till the polls open on Election Day. What is it you need from the folks out there, uh, money, time, resources? Just share with the folks where they can find out more about your campaign and you. uh, get more information these last uh, 48 hours.
5: Well, Brad, I did want to talk about my endorsements Of also. course, please I do. I am endorsed by the Republican Party of Minnesota, of course. the Star yeah. Tribune editorial board, as you mentioned, uh, former U.S. Senator Rudy Boschwitz, and I'm supported to the maximum amount by the Minnesota Society of CPAs PAC, People could help by going to my website, which is pamforauditor.com. Very simple. Pamforauditor.com. They can make a secure donation there. We really do need more funds. Okay. Uh, I'd love to be able to have more money sent for, uh, spent on social media advertising. And people can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Pamforauditor. Again, that's at Pamforauditor. If they can go to Facebook and put tell me that they voted for me, I would love it. Or uh, share my post. That would be great. Thanks I like so it. much.
2: And again, I've also linked to Pam's website at my. Blog bradcarlson.org. So if you go today's show post promoting the show, you can uh, click on Pam's name there. and Go right to her website. We're full service operation here, Pam Reimer. I hope mm-hmm. you know. So, <laughs> well, once again, Pam, it was an honor to have you on for just it's a short an honor time. To be here. We'll let you get back out on the trail. I know thank there's you. a lot to be done in uh, less than 48 hours yes, till the amazing. polls open. Yes. So, uh, and once mm-hmm. again, we appreciate it. And, folks, uh, thank you uh, for tuning in. Uh, we got another segment coming up. The guest of Palooza will continue right here, AM 1280 The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson, back. In mere moments, go nowhere.
3: Scott Rasmussen is coming to Minnesota to break down the 2018 midterm elections. Scott is the founder of Rasmussen Reports and editor-at-large at Ballotpedia, the encyclopedia of American politics. The forum is sponsored by Center of the American Experiment and will be held on Tuesday, November 13th at noon at the Hilton, Minneapolis. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit americanexperiment.org or call 612-338-3605. Dennis Prager here asking, What's your investment guy saying about the stock market these days? What? You mean you don't have a guy? Everyone has a guy. You know, when you have a guy, you can say things like, Well, my guy says blah 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 And people listen. On the other hand, if you've had a guy who goes silent when the market fluctuates, my friend, it may be time to get yourself a new guy. Smart investors know that regardless of how the market performs, they need regular contact with their advisor. In the Twin Cities, the investment guy I recommend is Josh Arnold Investment Consultant. When you schedule your 48 minute review with Josh Arnold, you'll get straight talk, not sugar coated advice.
0: Call Josh at 952 925 5608. That's 952 925 5608 for a 48 minute complimentary investments and retirement plan
6: review.
0: build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's wow 11 one to 88988.
4: Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... <laughs>
2: Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming. And here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Well, folks, if uh, if you're a talk radio host in this market, particularly a t- conservative talk radio host in this market, uh, you've obviously listened to the Jason Lewis Show back in the day and have a admiration for his conservative credentials. And uh, he used those to uh, make a run for Congress in 2016 and emerge victorious in the 2nd Congressional District. And Jason Lewis is joining us now as he is seeking re-election in Minnesota's 2nd Congressional District, a rematch against Angie Craig, whom he defeated in 2016, we're going to find out about how the campaign is going and how you can uh, make a, help him make this uh, final 48-hour push. Uh, Jason Lewis, good to have you back in the broadcast, sir. How are you today? Hey,
1: Brad. Good to talk with you again. And I will tell you, if there is one thing the hard left dislikes, and that's a true blue conservative. So here we are getting millions of dollars thrown at us as usual. By people who claim they want to take money out of politics. Didn't see that one coming.
2: <laughs> No, not at all, not at all. No, Never a double standard, Jason Lewis, at all. But uh, <laughs> uh, Jason, we appreciate the time. I know it's a uh, quick push until uh, Election Day, so uh, definitely want to uh, move on with the broadcast. Uh, let me ask you, uh, this is a, a rematch, like I said, with uh, your opponent, yep. Angie Craig, from 2016. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of ads that she's putting out. It almost seems like they just... Cut and paste and recycled the ads from 2016. Do they have anything new, Jason Lewis? I, I haven't seen it. If they well, have, <laughs> not,
1: yeah, not a whole lot. And the only thing different between between 2016 and 2018 is instead of taking my old radio monologues out of context, now they can take my votes out of context. Sure, but they have perfected the art of um, of putting things in a false light. To be sure, I mean, getting back to the money thing, it, it is really beyond the pale, Brad. When you've got someone that is taking. Millions of dollars from outside groups, from NARAL, the Planned Parenthood, to Michael Bloomberg and Gabby Giffords, you name it. Uh, the Environmental Defense Action Fund, they're all in Angie Craig's race. One group wrote a check for $1.3 million. Mm. And then you're seeing an ad blasting me for taking a couple of thousands of dollars from a, from a group of individuals who happen to agree with the way I voted. So it, it's, it's, it is amazing, but, you know, if the press doesn't correct this sort of thing, the lie can get around the world before the truth gets out the door. Right. And that's what we battled in 2016, and that's what we're battling now. And I still think the good common sense of the people in the 2nd District will see through it.
2: Absolutely. Obviously, it was, a, it was a tight race last time. Certainly expect more of the same. It's a, it's kind of a kind of a swing district, uh, isn't it, Jason Lewis? Sure uh, particularly Particularly, uh, what is it, like R plus 1 or maybe just uh, even, uh, as, you, as yeah, far as it's you
1: can about see? A, it, it's about even. I mean, it, it, if you take a look at the president eked out a victory by 1% in 2016. So it, it is um, It is just one of those districts that's going to be tight every time. But you know what? That's that's a good thing because, you know, you can run, um, you know, anyone in an R-plus-20 district. Sure. Anybody could win that. But these are the districts that make the difference for the country. These yes. are the districts that are going to determine whether the speaker is Jim Jordan or Kevin McCarthy or Nancy Pelosi, uh, whether we're going to get bogged down in subpoenas or try to impeach a sitting Supreme Court justice and, Attack the independence of the judiciary, or whether we're going to move forward on deregulation, on more tax relief, on originalists on the court. I mean, those, those these are the these are the districts that make all the difference. So nothing could be more crucial in 2018 than the second district of Minnesota.
2: Uh, someone who I uh, I'm pretty uh, confident in saying this that you uh, would not consider a, exactly a conservative stooge, Jared Bernstein, who was the economic advisor for yep. President Obama and Vice President Biden, has basically right. touted these recent economic numbers as everything you could want in a monthly jobs report. Uh, with that in mind, Jason Lewis, I, I you know I don't understand why the race is as close as it is with this good economic news. Whatever whatever happened to it, it's it's about the economy, stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's it's true, but, I mean, understand the echo chambers. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, they can plan a story in one liberal outlet in Washington, D.C., and they can rest assured it will be regurgitated in every other media outlet in the country, including local media. There's a real problem with free speech and information in America today. Um, free speech is under assault by the hard left, by the speech code on campus and now by CNN and MSNBC and anybody else who disagrees with you, they will try to silence you. They won't debate you. They will call you a name and try to silence you, and that is the goal. And to some degree that, that's been successful uh, in that you have the echo chambers on the left, you don't have them on the right. So when you get a jobs report like this that is blowing everything out of the water, remember the, the line that, well, the, the Tax Cuts Act in this economy isn't benefiting people who earn wages. Right. Oops. Big problem there. <laughs> uh, the largest wage hike in 10 years, after tax income growing up 6% a year, and yet, did you see a headline about that in the Star Tribune? I don't think so. Which, which I don't one, think so. Yeah. You, I, you don't see that. In fact, you see oh, uh, businessmen worried about tariffs when we just cut a great trade deal with the United States, Canada, and Mexico. The the the, the Look, the press has long ceased to being an arbiter of honest information. They are now the opposition research arm for the democrat party and and i'd be lying if i didn't tell you that was a problem um it is a problem because this notion that the economy hasn't benefited everybody is exhibit a it has been a a remarkable the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years um the 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 gdp growth of four and a half percent that they said just five years ago was no longer possible um after taxing more job openings than job seekers it's really quite remarkable what we've been able to accomplish, but you'd never know it. And that—that that is their ace in the hole. But again, I, I'm relying on the good judgment of the people in the 2nd District. The Democrats and the media, but I repeat myself, are, um, are are left in this sort of position of saying, look, you're going to believe us or your own eyes. And people are going to believe their own eyes. Things are getting better for them.
2: Once again, we are joined by Jason Lewis. He, uh, representative of Minnesota's 2nd Congressional District, seeking reelection. Uh, this Tuesday, I know a lot of people have gone out and, uh, early voted as well. Uh, Congressman, let's talk about specifically the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, uh, one that, uh, obviously Nancy Pelosi chided as, uh, crumbs, the, uh, bonuses and whatnot people were getting hardworking folks. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm speaking for myself. I, I would not consider a thousand dollar bonus as crumbs, but, uh, your mileage may vary, I guess. When she talks about Perfect. if Democrats take back control of the U.S. House, just from a logistical parliamentary standpoint, if they have control of the House but not the Senate, um, what do they plan on doing in trying to over- uh, uh, overturn this particular legislation? Can, can they do something like They not funded? I mean, how logistically is that possible?
1: Well, it's difficult. Uh, well, they can offer a bill, however. All bills uh, originating revenue, tax and spending bills, must originate in the House.
2: Right. Right.
1: So they can't offer that bill, and they will, and they'll probably pass it and get it over to the Senate. What will happen is they will grind the government to a halt on any progress we can build upon. It will be endless. And Nancy Pelosi said the other day that she will start going to subpoena the administration for the president's tax return, for anything they can find. Uh, Jerome Nadler on the Judiciary Committee wants to reopen the Kavanaugh investigation. Adam Schiff still thinks uh, Russian meddling is the single greatest threat to the United States of America, when, in fact, the only meddling that was going on was between the Russians and the DOJ. Uh, you, you've got a serious situation here where they are admitting what their plan is and the press is not revealing it, and that is their plan is to shut down the government. Their plan is to obstruct and roadblock. And my opponent in the 2nd in the District, Angie Craig, is all on board. She says she wants to serve as a roadblock to anything the Trump administration wants to do, including, including securing the border. So if you look at it that way, they don't need to repeal much. They just need to put a stop to functioning government, and that's the plan.
2: Uh, I guess talk about, uh, as we're going forward here, obviously it looks good to keep the uh, Republicans in charge in the Senate. Obviously the House is certainly still very much up in play. I don't believe that we're going to see the blue wave that has been touted for months, uh, but I still think it's going to be very close. But hypothetically, uh, We're looking at the Republicans if they keep control of the House as well as the Senate and obviously have the White House. There was talk after the tax cut uh, reform was passed. Uh Speaker Ryan, who obviously will not be Speaker regardless because he's not seeking re-election, talked about that there is now a very serious need to address, it's long past due to address, uh, entitlement reform. Uh, Jason Lewis, every time this has been broached, uh, particularly during the Bush administration when he even dared suggest yep. privatizing some part of social security that he's uh, rolling grandma down the hill in a wheelchair and trying to steal from the seniors. Uh, how I, I mean this is an issue that takes a lot of courage to to tackle. Is that something that we could very possibly you, see? <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. Let
1: me give you a perfect let me give you a perfect example of, of how this is still the third rail. And it's not about social security and Medicare, it's about Medicaid. The fastest growing entitlement <clears throat> from the nineteen sixty five Great Society programs is Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Medicaid is not uh, the program that people pay their, their FICA and FUTA taxes into for Social Security and Medicare, the 2.9% Medicare tax. It is uh, free health care for the indigent. It was designed to to help people who are disabled, orphans, to help a, a single women who are poor with children, all of that. <clears throat> it has now been expanded under the Affordable Care Act to include childless, able-bodied adults up to 140% of the poverty line. Wow! So... What we said is, that's crazy, and not only is that crazy, you've got a situation where the federal government is, in fact, subsidizing that group of individuals at 90%, and yet the indigent poor still at 50%. So the state of Minnesota gets 50% of its, uh, of its Medicaid budget <clears throat> from the federal government for the poor, the disabled, the orphan, but they get 90% for the able-bodied adults without dependents. Now, that is about, the, the, the perversity of that is hard to describe. So what we said in, in the American Healthcare Act was to simply say, let's take that 90 back to 50. The cost of this was so expensive that that would have saved literally hundreds of billions of dollars. Wow. Our total Medicaid reform would have saved $800 billion over 10 years. Mm. Now, you, now, that, if, when you explain it to people in the 2nd District, they say, well, of course you want to do that. That's, why would we subsidize able-bodied adults without dependents at 90%? And the indigent and, 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 you know, women trying to raise single kids or disabled, 50%. But the media, the Democrats, their allies in, in the radicalized churches,
6: you know, I, I
1: digress a little bit here. We are living under the an institutional liberalism that knows no bounds. Think of one institution in society right now, Brad, that you could say is conservative versus liberal. You know,
2: pressed, yeah. when
1: I, I, I'm Catholic, so I grew up with the church was my relationship with God, and the church and the ministers were there to save my soul. Today it's the social justice liberation theology movement.
2: Sorry, Jason, we only have about 10 seconds to go. We need to let you go. Jason4mn.com is where you can go one-stop shop. Uh, Congressman, best of luck to you this Tuesday. Hope to see you on the trail. Let's go get him.
7: Go to ReliefFactor.com.
8: Faith, academics, and service. At Immaculate Conception Catholic School, these ideals have been the foundation upon which we have educated children in Columbia Heights in the northern suburbs since 1939. I'm Jane Bona, principal at Immaculate Conception, and I invite you to learn more about our award-winning school. We offer preschool through grade 8 students an educational environment that is rigorous, safe, and nurturing. We specialize in personalized learning, Each student is given an individualized education plan that finds their just-right level of learning so they will thrive and succeed. Join us on Saturday, November 10th for our all-school open house from 9.30 to noon. Meet teachers, tour the school, talk with other parents, and learn about tuition assistance. We're also having a preschool and kindergarten play date that morning from 9.30 to 11 with Crafts Gym Time and Snacks. All are welcome. Visit iccsonline.org. That's ICCsonline.org.
2: Each of us have special dreams if money is no issue. What's your dream? Extra income each month will allow you to do what you want, when you want. Freedom of time and money are powerful. Invest in you at Online Trading Academy. By calling now for a free investing class, by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone,
7: Use the keyword OTA. Again, pound 250, keyword OTA.
2: Hey, welcome back, M128 the Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I hate those horrible heartbreaks. My apologies to Congressman Jason Lewis. We had to go, we were up against it. But he's a radio guy, so if we had to have any guest on to cut off, it would be Jason Lewis because he certainly understands. Uh, go to Jason's website, jason4mn.com. That's Jason the word for. Jason dot com to find out more about his campaign. Contribute. Find out you can help. It's it's all hands on deck these last uh forty hours or so until the polls close. Actually, polls close in uh, if I'm doing my math correctly, fifty-four hours, 53 and a half hours, so to speak. So uh yeah, and the guest of Palooza does continue as we are honored at this time to be joined. By Dave Hughes, he, the Republican candidate in Minnesota Congressional District No. 7, looking to unseat longtime incumbent Representative Colin Peterson. Uh, some fantastic news from Real Clear Politics this past week. Uh, CD7 has turned from the Leans Democrat category to now a toss up. This is a very winnable race, folks. I never understood why this race wasn't getting more play, and uh, the hard work of our next guest is certainly starting to pay off because it is starting to garner some national attention, no question about it. And as a result, we are joined by the aforementioned Dave Hughes, Republican candidate in CD7. Dave, good to have you back on the broadcast, sir. How are you?
6: Thanks, Brad. So glad to be here. We uh, just had lunch at the Minnesota Nice Cafe in uh, Bemidji, and now we're uh, headed down to Detroit Lakes to do some uh, campaigning there and then finally home. This is day 10 that I've been on the road, so I'm finally going to head home, uh, join my family, and then uh, tomorrow we've got the last day of campaigning before Election Day on Tuesday.
2: Absolutely. Well, Dave, uh, like I say, this has got uh, has to be pretty exciting for you. I know... Uh, I remember first meeting you at a Patriot event. If you'll recall this, Dave, it was a year ago in May. You came down for the 100 Days Tour when Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager came to town. You sat at the uh, first-ever Northern Alliance Radio Network table. You are part of History, Dave Hughes, and uh, we were chatting a little bit, and you had already uh, conveyed that you were indeed going to run in uh, 2018. So that was, uh, if my math is correct, 18 months ago. So it has been a long, hard blitz, Dave Hughes, but uh, you can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel.
6: Absolutely. And uh, when my wife and I joined you at that table that night, you know, I had already filed with the Federal Election Commission and we were off and running. So we've been running hard since, uh, really, since uh, February 2016, but uh, basically the day after the election in 2016.
2: Absolutely. And that was a, remember CD7? That uh, certainly was an eye opener for a lot of folks. President Trump winning CD7 quite handily. And uh, obviously you had a very respectable showing yourself. I guess. I, I probably know the answer to this question, but I'll kind of I want to I'm interested to hearing your perspective specifically because you have been talking to voters in CD seven. Uh, why all of it? Uh, why all of a sudden the pivot now? That may uh, Colin Peterson maybe has been in uh, too long because you know 28 years is a long time, but yet power of incumbency he kept getting rubber stamped through. But now this uh, this for the first time in my memory this is has a legitimate chance to finally flip Republican with Colin Peterson running as a Democrat. So what are some of the, I guess, the rationale you're hearing from voters up in the district, Dave Hughes?
6: Well, Brad, indeed, I'm hearing from most folks, you know, hey, I know Colin, I used to vote for him, he's okay, but he's been there too long, it's time for a change. And I think that that's the result, you know, A, because he has been there too long, but B, he's gotten the votes wrong recently. You know, he voted against tax reform last fall, He's vote- mm-hmm. he voted against um, uh, immigration reform this spring twice. And then the killer, of course, is that he... Uh, he killed the farm bill. We have a lapsed farm bill. We have uncertainty in the farm uh, community. Uh, we've got funding for the conservation programs that is cut off for now. And that's because of Colin Peterson. And so you combine that with five years of consecutive uh, 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 deteriorated income on the farm. And, and the fact that he hasn't really passed anything in the past eight and a half years other than naming buildings, uh, I just I think folks have a sense that really he, he, he's uh, not, not so effective anymore and it's time for uh, new vision and new leadership.
2: Once again, uh, Dave Hughes is a Republican candidate in Minnesota's 7th Congressional District. Uh, Dave, I guess what are some of the, you know, you you alluded to the fact that your district in large part is a lot of farming communities, so certainly a lot of those issues are first and foremost on their minds. Along that end, uh, President Trump, of course, some of his tariffs that he has uh, recently levied has uh, it hurts some in this uh, particular community, but are they understanding the president's more long-term mindset and, and why he's issuing these tariffs now and how that it, in the end, may end up being a benefit? Are you are you getting a sense that the farmers are kind of understanding the long-term vision of President Trump?
6: That's absolutely what I've seen, Brad. You know, all around, uh, with very few exceptions, most of the farmers I meet, they, they say, I don't like these tariffs. I wish they, they weren't here. Uh, they're painful, but we understand why he's doing it, and we trust him and uh, they're a little, they're patient, but they say it's got to get done by next spring, and so um, they're confident, and I am as well, and, you know, uh, uh, that, that's what we're seeing out here.
2: How about uh, the effect, you know, I, I know that uh, you were on yesterday with uh, Mitch Berg, he's a proud North Dakota native himself. How about the effect from the uh, uh, Dakotas? I mean, I think uh, after Tuesday, we're finally going to see the last, uh, uh, for a while anyways, uh, statewide uh, Democrat representative in North Dakota. is definitely becoming more and more red. It's Probably, I think, in the top three of states where Trump had his largest margin of victory. Are you seeing any impact from what the Dakotas, their kind of political shift, uh, bleed over into the uh, their neighbors right to the uh, east, Dave Hughes?
6: I think so. You know, the enthusiasm for President Trump in uh, western Minnesota is as uh, high now as it ever was in 16. And I think that's in, in uh, large part due to the president's support for Kevin Kramer over in the Dakotas and uh, Jim Hagedorn down in CD1. And Pete Stauber up in the eighth, and so my geographic proximity to all that attention has uh, helped Western Minnesota uh, keep its enthusiasm for the president. Which is why I think we're going to win Tuesday.
2: Yeah, we'll definitely be uh, paying rapt attention to the uh, to the uh, polling as as it comes in, or the results as they uh, pour in, and that's uh, one we're going to keep an eye on. It's it's ama- it is amazing uh, uh, the uh, of the districts that are in the toss up category. The vast majority of them are Republican-occupied seats that have a potential to flip to Democrat. There are very few that they cast as flipping possibly Democrat to Republican. But three of them happen to be right here in the state of Minnesota. It's pretty odd that the state of Minnesota gets that kind of national attention, at least where there's opportunities for Republicans to win. But here we are, and uh, certainly attributable to uh, fantastic candidates we have, yourself included, Dave Hughes. Um, one of the issues that Democrats are trying to make hay with in this particular election cycle, whether it's at the state level, uh, local levels, obviously the federal level, is healthcare, and obviously we know what the the monstrosity that Obamacare has been, and yet the Democrats are now saying, "Put us back in power, so we can fix the monstrosity we put into place." Doesn't seem to quite compute, Dave Hughes. What are you hearing about uh, healthcare issues in your particular district?
6: Well, we continue to hear that they're they're hurting farmers and small business owners, manufacturers and, of course, folks on the individual market throughout western Minnesota. It, there was more urgency to it in 2016. At least that's what it seemed like in politics. Sure. Uh, but it, the, the situation is the same today. And, uh, you know, everywhere I go, $35,000 a year premium, $15,000 a year deductibles. Mm. And Colin, Colin Peterson's prescription is the same that it's ever been. First of all, he, you know, pats himself on the back for voting against it in 2009. Right. Uh, but, then, but then when you ask, well, why have you uh, fought every repeal effort? He says because there's some good things in there, but he can really only name one thing, which is the uh, pre-existing condition situation. And and the Republicans, you know, my answer is, look, we're going to take care of those folks, but you can reform the rest of the system uh, and, and make it much better than it currently is. Uh, you know, the Minnesota situation before Obamacare was vastly better than what we face today, and that's part of uh, the direction I'd like to go. Colin really doesn't offer anything. And so my message to the voters is, look, the Republicans want to repeal Obamacare, uh, uh, help out folks that have pre-existing conditions, but we've got to get the rest of the market back to a, a free market solution, which includes more choice, more competition to drive those prices down, because this this mess that, that the Obamacare uh, policy just isn't working.
2: Yeah, and obviously we are seeing that uh, throughout the country, and I, I think... Um uh, part of a catalyst of why uh, President Obama has decided to uh, come out of retirement and uh, campaign on behalf of uh, uh, Democrats. That is, uh, that is for certain. Uh, Dave, we got a, a few minutes remaining. Uh, you've got a, a final, uh, 48 hour push, uh, obviously, till election day. And of course, pl- polls close. Uh, If I'm doing my math correctly, probably about uh, 53 hours. What is it you specifically need from the folks out there to maybe, uh, uh, I know you're going to work, do all you can personally, but maybe if uh, folks can pitch in, what is it you need specifically from folks to maybe uh, help you cross the finish line?
6: Well, the most important thing, of course, is I need everybody to come to the polls on uh, Tuesday, November 6th. If you haven't uh, voted already by mail-in ballot, please, please come. Bring your friends, bring your family, uh, vote Dave Hughes for Congress November 6th. Also, uh, believe it or not, between now and then, if anybody wanted to contribute any amount of money, uh, w- even in these last hours, we can put more radio ads on the air with each little bit that we get. $30 will buy one or two uh, ads, depending on the market. Sure. And uh, we're, we're still spending money on digital media to publicize the fact that Real Clear Politics has moved us to a toss-up. So with that, if, you, if folks went to my website, which is hughes That's H-U-G-H-E-S-F-O-R, congress.us, slash donate. Any amount is appreciated and much helpful towards those two things, uh, Brad.
2: Once again, we're joined by Dave Hughes, the Republican candidate in CD7. This is a real opportunity for this district to see Uh, Republican representation, well, in a pretty long time. I know Colin Peterson was first elected in 1990, and he's been firmly entrenched uh, ever since. So we're going to be keeping a rapt eye on this uh, particular race. Again, I've also linked to Hughes for Congress at uh, bradcarlson.org. If you go to today's post promoting the show, click on the link, and uh, it's your one-stop shop for everything you need about the campaign and uh, possibly want to donate. Dave, best of luck to you. We're going to be watching this race closely, and uh, hope to hear from you real soon. And the next time we hear from you, Hopefully we can call you congressman-elect. How does that sound, Dave Hughes?
6: (laughs) That would be great, Brad. Hopefully uh, hopefully we'll see you in Bloomington Tuesday. Absolutely.
2: We will be there. Please stop by. Uh, Thanks, Dave. Appreciate the time. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment coming up in mere moments. Go nowhere. When I ask you what you're going to do,
3: AM 1280, The Patriot. This is a court-ordered notice. Current and former Ford, Lincoln, and Mercury owners or lessees can receive payments and other benefits from a legal settlement related to allegedly defective Takata airbags in their vehicles. To see if your vehicle is included and to file a claim, go to AutoAirbagsettlement.com or call 1 888 735 5596. That's AutoAirbagsettlement.com or 1 888 735 5596.
9: Does your office need a little TLC? If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. And just for being a loyal Patriot listener, I'll waive your first initial cleaning fee. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, EVRcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. This is Michael Medved for the Salem Radio Network. Americans of every
4: perspective say they're disgusted by the polarization, pettiness, and unbridled anger that have come to characterize our politics. The great majority of us say we want more cooperation and civility, but there's only one way to vote for those qualities on Tuesday. If the Democrats win control of the House of Representatives, they've promised aggressive new initiatives for impeachment and investigation. And I believe they keep those promises with two more years of determined efforts to destroy the president. Republicans, on the other hand, may not agree with Trump on everything, but they're determined to work with him for a program of constructive reform. If we really do want a new era of growth and gains rather than more grating gridlock, GOP victory is essential. Vote for collaboration over confrontation on November 6th. I'm Michael Medved. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership
3: degree offered on its most beautiful campus. You work hard for your money, so make
1: sure your money is working hard for you. Our sister station, Business 1440, brings you financial advice from pros like Dave Ramsey, Bill Gunderson, and the Twin Cities' own Financial Fortitude and Investing for Success. With up-to-the-minute market updates, real estate tactics, and tips on investing and saving, Business 1440 will keep more of that hard-earned cash in your pocket. Learn more and listen live at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com.
2: Welcome back, AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on the broadcast with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in on the closer edition of the Northern Alliance, where I close out weekends. You can hear my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on her sister station, AM1440, The Businessman. Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m., it is the King Banyan Show. And my friend and colleague Mitch Bergen, these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He is the headliner edition, heard Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. I am the closer, closing out Sundays, 1 to 3 p.m. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate all of these uh, fantastic candidates we have running for Minnesota offices, uh, taking time out from what is a very busy stretch run to join the uh, broadcast, tout their candidacy a little bit. And our final guest of the day is Doug Wardlow. Doug is the Republican candidate for Minnesota Attorney General. Uh, fantastic opportunity to uh, break our statewide losing streak. I think this office has the best shot to do so. Uh, And the first time a Republican Attorney General will be elected since, I believe, 1966. So it's been a long time. uh, And uh, Doug is running a fantastic campaign. It has been uh, an Attorney General's race, which has garnered a lot of headlines, both locally and nationally, that is for sure. And uh, Doug is uh, joining us from uh, what I'm sure is a busy uh, final stretch uh, to tout his candidacy a little bit. Uh, Doug Wardlow, good to have you back as always, sir. How are you?
10: Doing well. Uh, thanks for having me on.
2: I appreciate the time, Doug. Uh, well, Doug, I, I, it's been a couple weeks, couple, three weeks since I, I've talked to you, but uh, certainly a, a lot has gone on. Uh, did you have any inkling when you first decided to run this race, specifically this uh, statewide race, that uh, – Ah, uh, they'd be digging through your wife's Twitter account. I mean, that's just beyond the pale, Doug Wardlow. Oh,
10: no, I know it's just ridiculous. Uh, the the um, the opposition is stooping to to, to to low levels, and you know they're they're pushing smear campaign tactics, last minute dirty tricks. Uh, they're unhinged and and, and they're desperate. Uh, that's because Keith Ellison's campaign is failing.
2: Yeah, there's no question about it. I think uh, I I was writing about this uh, this past week at bradcarlson.org. Obviously, the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Uh, decided to not go with an endorsement for either candidate in this particular race. Uh, I have to say that probably hurts Keith Ellison more than it does you, uh, uh, Doug Wardlow. But uh, the one of the things that stood out to me is they talked about how uh, both candidates are too partisan to hold a statewide office, which, you know, again, you, Doug, you obviously have your uh, political bent. You ran for a state legislative seat back in 2010 and were uh, successful in winning that particular election. So obviously you have your worldview, but I, I, the point is is that once you're in this particular office, it is largely a nonpartisan office working on behalf of Minnesotans. I mean, share with us some of your uh, big concerns that you have, because I have a, have a feeling they impact all Minnesotans, particularly, I think you alluded to yesterday, welfare fraud.
10: Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, the office, the job of the attorney general shouldn't be political at all. And I'm going to focus on getting the politics out of the office. The Democrats, having held it for 48 years, have thoroughly politicized the office. And Mm -hmm. and Keith Ellison would just continue that and weaponize it. And he wants to wage a political war against the president. He has said that on a number of occasions. He wants to use the office to push policy through the courts, which is entirely inappropriate. So what I'm going to do is is take the opposite approach, focus on Minnesota, get the politics out of the office, and, and do things like prosecute welfare fraud. We have a huge problem in the state with welfare fraud, just in the daycare subsidy program up to perhaps $100 million a year is being defrauded from the state. So we need to prosecute welfare fraud and also bring civil lawsuits to recover the defrauded funds to the extent that we can. And uh, there are a number of other things as well. We need to rebuild the criminal law division of the office, which has been eviscerated by Democrats over the last couple of decades. And and we need to do that so we can give our county attorneys, especially in greater Minnesota, the backup and the resources that they need to prosecute criminals and and keep Minnesota safe. Uh, And we need to provide leadership on and uh, resources for fighting human trafficking and and going after the um, opioid epidemic and combating opioid pushers. Um, There are just a number of things that need to be done, uh, and Keith Ellison, if he were Attorney General, would be too busy fighting his national political war uh, as Deputy Chair of the DNC to uh, really have time to do these important things.
2: Uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, Doug Wardlow. I am hearing things about welfare fraud, uh, prosecuting sex traffickers, opioid addiction. Those seems, those things seem to go across party lines, do they not? I mean, <laughs> those are yeah. largely yeah. nonpartisan issues, so I, I don't understand the, the, the beef that the Star Tribune has with uh, your particular uh, political bent. Uh, one yeah. other yeah. criticism that has been levied against you is uh, apparently you're going to go into the Attorney General's office and uh, clean house, Doug Wardlow, fire all these Democrat-affiliated attorneys. What's that all about? I don't get it.
10: <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. We're not going to do that. Absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> it is preposterous. I've said consistently during the campaign that what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that the attorneys at the attorney general's office uh, are are folks that we can trust to put the rule of law over politics, and I'm not going to have a litmus test by a political party. Uh, rather, it's going to make sure that they're good attorneys that can uh, you know subordinate their political uh, interests and, and and put the rule of law above all else, because the office is a law enforcement office. Um, and, of course when anybody goes into an office there's gonna be um you're gonna need to make some appointments, right? Be deputies and, and, and folks to, to, to bring in and but there will not be a partisan litmus test and we're gonna uh, Democrats or Republicans will be welcome as long as they can uh put their uh, put the law above politics.
2: Once again we are joined by uh, Doug Wardlow, he the Republican candidate for Minnesota Attorney General and uh, definitely a great opportunity for the Republicans to break their statewide losing streak, Republicans have not won a statewide election in Minnesota since 2006, and Doug's race has a great opportunity to do that, as well as the other statewide races we've been touting today. Uh, you know, Doug, obviously running a statewide race and uh, in a, in an office that has been. You know, and again, I've I've made the point. You can tell the way, the, the, given the leftist freak out, how they view this office as partic- basically mm-hmm. another extension of the legislature, which it's never supposed to be, right. not supposed to be. And you've made the point, it's become too political. Uh, but on the personal side of this, obviously, you, you've been subject to uh, personal attacks. We alluded to uh, your wife's uh, Twitter account, people were plowing through that. Uh, what was this situation? Uh, Pioneer Press, I think it was, picked up a s- story from what was it? Your middle school days? I mean, I-, I don't mean to, I don't mean to date you, Doug Wardlow, but that was close to thirty years ago. What was that all about?
10: Yeah, it was quite a while ago. when I was in eighth grade. They, they uh, found somebody were, were pushing false accusations uh, about my time in middle school. But the fact of the matter is, it's just is uh, you know smear tactics uh, by a failing campaign uh, and a party that's that's unhinged and, and worried about losing its grip on this office which like exactly what you said i mean the office has been thoroughly politicized by the democrats and, and they don't want to lose it because it's become the heart of the dfl political machine um, and they know that i'm going to take the politics out of the office and we're going to get back to doing the the work that the office should be doing for all the people of minnesota so there's nothing to these ridiculous allegations and um, they, they're just completely untrue and it's uh, smear tactics and and, and last-minute tricks and i think the voters of minnesota can see through these kinds of um, last minute
2: Tricks. Have they reached out to your third grade teacher asking if you ever ate glue Doug Wardlow? Do we know? I mean <laughs> right, exactly. obviously making an allusion to uh, Stephen Miller of the White House. Apparently his third grade teacher came out and said he was a strange young man liked to eat glue. It's just, yeah, it's, it's become silly season, that is for sure. So definitely yep. need sanity brought back to this office. Uh, Doug, we appreciate your time. We only have about a minute or so to go. Why don't you share with the folks what they can do with this final 48 hour push if you need time, resources, what have you. Uh, please share them.
10: Absolutely. So go to the website, DougWardlowAG.com. We need people to keep making uh, phone calls to get out to vote, and we've got door knocking going on as well, and, and contributions always help uh, right up to the end, so we can keep our ads on TV and uh, on the radio. So, But phone calling is probably the easiest thing that people can do to help. And then just, of course, tell everybody you know about the race and how important this is and make sure that folks get out to vote. Once
2: again, the website is Doug Wardlow. AG.com. I've also linked to it at BradCarlson.org, folks. So if you want to go to my, uh, my blog and look at today's uh, post uh, promoting the broadcast, I've linked to uh, Doug's website as well. Uh, Doug, are we going to see you out at the, uh, at the GOP victory party emphasis on victory uh, on Tuesday evening?
10: Absolutely. I'll be there, and it's going to be a great
2: night. Absolutely. Well, we're going to be broadcasting live there, Doug, from 8 to midnight, so we'd love to have you stop on by regardless That's of good. the results and kind of you know, kind of give a post-mortem, if you will, and hopefully it's Attorney General-elect Doug Wardle. That would sound fantastic, would it not? <laughs>
10: it would. It would. It's going to be a good night,
2: I think. Well, Doug, we appreciate your time. We'll let you get going on what I'm sure is a busy final 48 hours. Best of luck to you, and I look forward to seeing you on Tuesday, sir. Thank you, Brett. Am twelve eight of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Folks, get out to vote uh, if you haven't already. Uh, door knock, phone bank, what have you, because uh, we've got a two day push, and uh, hopefully we'll be celebrating locally and nationally Tuesday and next Sunday on the broadcast. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week.
4: Hey, I'm Brant. So there's this guy named Jordan. He's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. And he goes to the doctor, true story, he goes to the doctor and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched earlier from medical insurance to MediShare where Christians share each other's medical bills. So the question for Jordan and his wife Jenny was, is this actually going to work?
5: Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare
7: members shared all our bills.
4: And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group
2: of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just
9: don't know how I could have done it without MediShare.
4: It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. So if you want to find out more, here is a number for you. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE.
0: Message and data rates may apply.
4: Guys,
3: got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat, just stop? And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. star one to 85850. Want to maintain your mental sharpness as you age? Learn to dance.
5: According to the New England Journal of Medicine, dancing is better for your brain than other recreational activities.
3: Now, you can learn to dance as a couple with this exclusive half-price offer from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom.
0: Get 20 lessons for just 850. That's half price.
3: American Classic Ballroom has developed the most effective method to teach you any dance style. 20 dance lessons for just 850 from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom. 651-405-8800.
8: Do you long for something better? Family Innovations wants you to know that you can have a better marriage, better relationships, a better view of yourself and the world around you. Family Innovations was created to provide counseling with healing and freedom for everyone who comes to them. Whether you are seeking guidance through a difficult season or freedom from a past trauma, they are the beginning of something better. There is a location near you, so contact FamilyInnovations.com. FamilyInnovations.com.